Ooh la la, it's the time of the week. You know what it is, what to do when we speak. Hello and welcome to the Red Pod. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Stephen. I'm alongside Neil, Sammy and Ganesh. We're here to talk about the latest football news, rumours and gossips, and all the fixtures surrounding our team, our greatest club in the world. You already know what it is, the legendary Liverpool Football Club. So today's a big day for us, boys. Our first ever, ever podcast. How are we all feeling? We're all feeling good, I think. Uh, I don't know about yeah. the other boys, but uh, yeah. I think it's good to start off talking about the season we've had so far. I mean, 29 games played, we've won 27 of them and only one loss. I mean, that's pretty impressive from us, uh, especially considering the dark days we've had just less than 10 years ago now. So, yeah, Sammy, what's your take on the season? I mean, it has been an incredible experience that we've had so far. The record we have so far could be the best that any league has had in the top five leagues in across Europe. So, um, just got to hope that the boys are raring to go once this lockdown's over and um, see how well they perform. But Neil, what's your take on um, how the coronavirus has affected Liverpool's play and the whole season? Honestly, I, I was quite gutted that the Atletico game did go through because all in all, like the result didn't go our way. Could have could have had a better result, and uh, it did affect the whole Prem badly as well. By it all coming to an end. Honestly, though, the season has gone so well. Uh, like the days of having Ricky Lambert up front, and now we've got yeah. obviously the front three in there: Sadio Mane, Firmino, and uh, Salah. It's absolutely brilliant. What about you guys? How are you feeling? Well, uh, I think I agree with you. Yeah, I mean we've had a brilliant season. I think whilst you know at the start of the season we looked unstoppable, I think it is. I think we should recognise that. More recently, we have struggled a little bit, and I think the form has dipped a little bit just before uh, coronavirus kind of obviously ended the league for the time being. Um, and I think, whilst we were still getting wins, with the exception of Atletico Madrid, we were starting to to show our weaknesses a little bit. And I think it's going to be interesting to see whether or not uh, this break is going to be good for us and that we can pick it up again. What do you think, Stephen? Yeah, so obviously this uh, coronavirus was inevitable, but as football fans, we just want the Premier League and Champions League and all the leagues to continue. So I think we should be grateful that it's resumed uh, so far. So we've already had a few matches already. So yeah, we just want the season to to finish and Liverpool to to lift that trophy finally after after a long time, thirty years. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. And even though matches will be played at neutral grounds, I think that's a fair enough way to to still um, to still play. As even before, we never really looked or compared uh, pitches, uh, so I think it shouldn't matter too much as long as we're confident as as a team. Yeah, we should be able to get the two, two victories. Uh, I think the only thing with that is obviously we don't have the cop back in us, and I think. That is a big mm. thing for us, especially, you know, we saw it last season with the Barcelona game. You know, we really shouldn't have had a chance in that game. But I think the cop basically is what lifted us to to get the 4-0 win and to get us into the final. So I think that's worth thinking about. They're our 12th man, aren't they? They really do help yeah. the boys yeah, when, um, when they're struggling in a the game. But so, I think 
just touching on what you said before, Ganesh, about our dip in form, just just that period of where we um where we were out of the FA Cup, out of the Champions League, lost our first game. It is going to be really interesting to see because that was quite soon just before the lockdown happened. So it will be interesting to see how raring the boys are when um when they come back against Everton. And um it'll be interesting to see how they play about the fans as well, like you said, because um they are they are a huge part of Liverpool playing. Mm-hmm. And especially when Klopp Klopp always galvanizes them, you know, even when we're playing down. And we haven't been playing our best football this season, but we've been getting results. So it will be very interesting to see what it's like. And it's always good coming back to a derby as well. The boys will be raring to go, have an extra motivation. Yeah, sure. And even though we can't win uh, the Premier League title against Everton, but they're, they're going to do everything that they can to stop us from winning the title. So we're going to have to be on, on point, head in the game, 100% focus, and we're going to have to support as fans from home watching. or through the camera. The thing is, yeah, we've got to take into consideration the amount of records we could beat this season. The list goes on, like most home wins, most victories, away wins, yeah. points in the season. Even though the virus has stopped the league and stuff, we can still get the earliest title win as well. And it's just it's crazy what, how the season has gone in general. Like, I think, yeah, I just can't it, believe it. It's important to remember that whilst maybe if you take our last month of football's kind of results, it's not looking too promising. It's easy to overlook the fact that we are still the best football team in the world officially. Mm-hmm. And we're 25 points clear at the top of the league. I mean, there's no one anywhere near us. And we're, what, six points away from winning it outright. So, so yeah, yeah. I think uh, the question could be whether or not we have the mentality to come back and be a good team again or be as good as we expect ourselves to be. And I think we've shown that we have got it in us. So, hopefully this break is, is, uh, is you know, well-earned and well. It comes to fruition, you know, the work people are putting in behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, and I think Jurgen Klopp really wants to get break uh, City's point record. Yeah. He really wants to get it. I think we can get. I think it's over one hundred and five points. We can get. I think we can. Like I think it's one hundred and seven, and we can afford to lose two or three games. But the fact that we can even afford to do that just shows how good our season has been, and the fact that we always talk about that one week that we can just focus on two or three losses in the entire season is just is just something remarkable, and. We are really raring to go against Everton. That will be that'll be an amazing game to watch. Would you guys when... um after you know? After you know sure? Yeah. No, oh, no problem. <laughs> um now what I was gonna say is just that I mean all in all of the I think with the whole coronavirus situation and the records and stuff in mind, a lot of people have been saying there's gonna be a lot of game time for the youngsters and stuff, which I think Honestly, it's great. Likes of Harvey Elliott coming through. Um, and uh, the game time's going to be crucial for them. And as well as the fitness for everyone coming forward as well. But I don't think that will reflect on any like dip in performances or results or anything. Because all in all, we've got great talent. I mean, we've got probably one of the best talents in, in the league in general in comparison to the other teams and stuff, what our academy has produced. And... Uh, how the boys have coped as well in the, uh, the Carabao Cup um, and uh, the experiences that they've had and stuff. So I'll say, like, sorry, <laughs> I'd say that what you said about the, the boys in the Carabao Cup just shows how 
deep our kind of reserves are and how good we are as a whole whole team, not just kind of the first eleven. And I think that the fact that we beat Everton, more or less full strength Everton, with a quite a let's say weaker Liverpool team that you would expect to not do as well. You know, I think it says a lot about the players that we have coming through and Curtis Jones. Possibly the goal of the season for Liverpool. I mean, he's unbelievable from outside the box. Kid's got talent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a stunner. He's, how old are they? 18, talent. 18, 19? 18, 19, I think. Exactly. So, I think we shouldn't worry about having to play kids, you know, with the the increasing games. We should still be all right. I think, yeah, youth involvement is going to be vital towards the end of the season. And even though, Sammy said, um, that Jurgen Klopp wants to beat the record, We've got like a, a lot of games coming up in a short period of time, so I think there will be a lot of involvement uh, between the young boys, such as Curtis, Curtis Jones, Hoover as well, Nico Williams, Nico Williams as well. Yeah, I think just touching on that, it's also very important to note that teams are allowed five substitutions now. So the fact that there'll be more involvement <laughs> in our squad depth will mean it will be even more vital for the youth to play a part. Not just so they get the opportunity, but actually play an important role in helping the team out because fitness levels are going to be low and there's going to need to be a lot of players that are going to take some time to get into fitness. You know, some players haven't even played football for a while. Naby Keita hasn't played for us for a while. Shakiri's going to be back. Alisson's going to be back from injury. Mm-hmm. I think Robbo and Salah have a tweak um, just ahead of the game. So those youth players could actually be very important. It's going to be really interesting to see how he rotates the back line with like the likes of Nico Williams and like resting maybe Matip a bit. There's Lovren as well be included, mm-hmm. um, and even the left back situation with Robertson, maybe Milner filling in, filling in there as well. Yeah, and I think uh, moving up the pitch, you know, players that maybe haven't had as much game time as they would have liked that season. You know, Shakiri we know hasn't been happy. Uh, Lalana, we don't. He hasn't been vocal in saying whether or not he's been happy, but you know it's kind of clear he's he's on his way out. But we've extended his contract, and we've so we've kept him on for the end of the season, and that shows that we're probably going to make the use out of everyone in our squad that we have available. And if anything, Lalana in particular, I think it's good that uh, you know he gets to run out. He's he's been a good servant for the club. He's been here for a while now, and mm-hmm. uh, he has played well. Um, so I think he deserves to be a part of this this ending, I guess. And uh, I think at one point he was a very good, very key player for us. And whilst he isn't as much now, I think he still deserves to be very much a part of this. So uh, yeah, he was a really hard worker as well. In general, when uh, our squad wasn't the greatest at times, with uh, Coutinho and everyone trying to help out, but. Um, Lana did really well back back then a couple of years ago. Obviously, mm-hmm. ages catching up to him a bit, but he deserves it just as well as everyone else does, just for his hard work that he's put in over the last few years. I think if anything, that's the same with Sturridge and the Champions League. You know, he didn't really play too much of a role. I think he scored against uh, PSG. PSG in the first game, yeah. But other than that, he's been quite limited in his contributions. But uh, he still deserves that trophy as much as anyone because, you know, he played an unsung role basically in all the, the seasons where we didn't really win anything, but we we were close and we were a good team with him, Suarez, and Sterling. So, yeah, it's just like that. But I think it's good now to move on to um, 
the well post kind of coronavirus football that, that we've seen recently. So we saw City against Arsenal. Um, and I think, first of all, it's interesting to talk about, you know, how, how things were, like the fact that there's no crowd noise, and no fans in the stadium. What are your thoughts, Stephen? Yeah, so I think we need to mention, first of all, uh, the difference in the atmosphere. Obviously, as there are no fans, uh, the stadium the stadiums are a lot quieter. So this might impact the performance of the players and how they react to each challenge or each decision that the referee makes. So, yes, yeah, so I think this will impact the performance a lot. But, but eventually, I think the players will get used to it as the games go. Sammy, what did you think about the performance so far? Yeah, I think that leads on very nicely to what the second most important part of what we're expecting after lockdown is uh, the quality of the football. And the City game was just perfection when you watch it. Comparing it to Arsenal, how, how you see City line up, and you would just expect it from Guardiola as well. Just just quality on on the pitch, on the bench. They really took advantage of having five substitutions. And, I mean, we have to talk about David Luiz, don't we? It's just, it's typical Arsenal. Typical <sighs> Arsenal defender. He Typical Luiz. Typical Luiz, yeah. Awful, isn't he? I mean, you can't teach a old dog new tricks and he just seems like he'll always have a mistake in the locker with him. And um, it's something that Arsenal really need to look at in terms of strengthening defensively. But just looking at the quality, City were just, they were just something else. And the game before it as well, having a look at Aston Villa versus Sheffield United, looking at how they would line up, you know, Sheffield United have been a very solid side this season and Villa are looking to survive relegation. But... You know, they, they held out a nil-nil. It wasn't the most entertaining game to watch, but you saw the sides were tactically both very good. Of course, uh, goal line technology made that mistake. I mean, we've never seen it. I think they said there was 9,000 matches and they'd never had that mistake before. So just shows it's always got to be something when we come back after lockdown. But, um, I mean, the game today, uh, Neil, what do you think of it? United versus Tottenham. I mean, it was. It, it, I had higher hopes for the game, but it was just typical. Like sort of Mourinho was like normal tactics. United looking to the bench because the starting eleven wasn't performing to the standard that they all sort of hoped. Because I mean, as, as as Liverpool fans, we all have to deal with United fans at the same time, and a lot of them are really optimistic for that Pogba Fernandez sort of relationship, but. Controversial penalty, I'd say, uh, did did save uh, United in the end. And without that penalty, who knows? Tottenham would have walked away with the three points. I think, well, first of all, just jumping back to Sammy talking about Louise, I think, uh, you know, it's Louise knows himself that if you saw his post-match interview, he kind of knew that this that was him, like, putting himself in the coffin for his time at Arsenal. I mean... We knew that he was at fault for almost everything in that game. You know, he came on, gave away a penalty, got himself sent off. You know, it was awful, really, for someone of a Premier League standard. So, um, yeah, Arsenal definitely do need to strengthen. And he now knows that he hasn't really got a chance because he was already 50-50 as to whether he could stay at the club. And I think he now knows he can't. But moving on to the United game, I actually think the game was uh, was quite good to watch, you know can't expect you know end-to-end constant like high intensity football throughout 
you know, these players have just come back from a big layoff. It's almost the start of the season again. Uh, if you look at it in terms of the amount of time off the players have had. And uh, I think, especially, you know, the last 10 minutes of the game, you know, it was more intense than some, you know, peak Premier League games. It was really it was good good to watch, I think. Uh, Tottenham were, I think, difficult to watch. You know, Mourinho football isn't exactly exciting. But, you know, United <laughs> did well and you have to give, uh, you have to give Pogba credit. You know, he came on and just switched it on and him and Fernandes is actually going to be, in my opinion, pretty worrying to come up against. Definitely. Future. I don't like yeah. praising United at all, but Pogba and Fernandes' combinations could be quite deadly in the Premier League. And we've just seen a little glimpse of it already. Pogba was only playing for, what, 20, 30 minutes and Fernandes looked very, very good. He looked extremely lively and it's not even like he's come straight into the Premier League, hasn't taken any time to adapt just playing his A game straight away. So, but I think it was really good to see the intensity of football because that was one of the key points that we were concerned about, whether they, we'd still have that intensity when we come back after lockdown. Because some games, you know, I watched the Bundesliga and they felt like pre-season games, but, you know, watching Tottenham United, it really felt like the Premier League was back. The thing is, yeah, well, I don't know about you guys, but... Um, the whole concept of the Fernandez transfer, do you think he's come in and sort of taken, like, you know how, like, United's, like, face player? Do you reckon he's, like, sort of gone in and he's like, you know what, I'm the main man, not Pogba? And, like, you even saw it with the penalty as well, because he, he actually took the penalty. Pogba didn't take the penalty. I think it's, uh, you know, I think he, whether or not he was like that when he came in, I think he now has kind of grown into that role because he is he is kind of the one playing all the minutes and he's putting uh putting in you know considerably more effort than those around him. And there are times where everyone was happy to play the ball side to side for United, but he was the only one putting in dangerous balls, um, dangerous balls in in front of other players and putting behind the Tottenham defence. And we actually saw that just before uh, Bergwijn scored his goal. Uh, was it Fernandez did a beautiful chip into the box, forced I think it was Aurier to make a mistake, and Rashford really should have uh, finished and made it one 0 United. But 100%. lost the ball, went down the other end and conceded. But it's the uh, I think <laughs> the beauty <laughs> of the game. Yeah, his, <laughs> he was the one with the attacking, uh, attacking threat for them, and I think he's the one who's going to make things happen going forward. So um, yeah, so. Overall, as a draw, I think speaking about, uh, you know, the fact that Sammy said Bundesliga seemed more like pre-season games, I think people have more to play for in in the Premier League. There's a lot more money at stake. There's a lot more pressure job-wise at stake. And I think teams and players, they, get, they have contracts, big money contracts they need to protect and to make themselves still look good. So I think we are going to see a higher standard of football. But also, you got to think about the competitive nature of like Prem as well, because I mean, top four is all up for grabs, aside from the league, which is obviously ours. But um, <laughs> like even the <laughs> had to drop that in there. But uh, <laughs> the top four is it, all to play for, really. Like with Wolves, Sheffield United in the mix, Chelsea and Leicester could drop out. 
United didn't grab the three points, which could have bumped them even more comfortable into the top four. And then there's a releg- relegation battle, which is so tight. I mean, yeah, Southampton sort of big victory today, their three spot. Yeah, so they played great as well. Huge result. And shout out to my boy Nathan Taylor, who made his Premier League Premier League debut. He's my boy, 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 basically friend of a friend. You know what it is. He made his debut today. Only played a few minutes, but still, it shows how the youth is coming up, and it shows the importance of youth involvement as well. Would you say you had a hand in his career? Or him getting to Premier League. Uh, <laughs> like I said, it was a friend of a friend. So maybe... Stevens is agent, isn't he? It's all because of uh, Stephen that he's got this far. Yeah, friend of a friend. Yeah, we can say agent. Yeah, quite humble, humble from you. Yeah, well, I'm just excited to see Southampton doing well in the league finally, and not fighting for relegation anymore. I think. Yeah, a rough season. A rough start, I would say, to the season, but now shining like usual. Who knows, man? We could be even like start shopping there again, you know, yeah. transfer windows. <laughs> Might have to get Hoiberg in, you know. Yeah. Heard he wants to play for more competitive club. Danny yeah. Ings is all performing brilliantly so far. Yeah. yeah. Shout that. out to Ings. Yeah. Happy, I'm happy for him. He he deserves it. Yeah, that was a good transfer from both sides, yeah. I think now we should uh, look forward to the big one this Sunday. We have the Merseyside yes. derby against Everton. And where's that played again? Uh, I'll be a Goodison. Goodison pod. Goodison pod on Sammy. I think, you know, I think every Merseyside derby aside, I think it's good. It's a good test for us coming back. You know, they're not at our level. They're not going to, yeah. they shouldn't push us right to the limits, but they should make, give us a competitive yeah. start and ease us back into the league properly. And I think, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a tough start. I don't yeah. see any easier start, I think. They're, they're going to put their all... We're going to have to put our strongest squad, squad out. Hopefully, we, yeah, we hope for the three points. We have got the quality. Inshallah. The, the one thing that I'm like looking forward to is... I mean, I'm, I keep... Like, everywhere I look, online, social media, everyone keeps raving about how well Naby Keita played against Blackburn and yeah. in training as well. Mm-hmm. And for this like boy to come through... And he's gonna. I hope he puts in a shift. Yeah. Towards the second leg of the season. Hundred percent. Because I really want him to like cement his spot in the in the in the starting eleven. Yeah. Because I really think like when he's playing at his best, he's unstoppable. He, we he haven't really seen him at his, his best though. I don't think. Well, I we've seen when he was at. We've seen glimpses when of he was him at Leipzig. Yeah. Come on, We've seen glimpses of him at his best, but. He just doesn't have that consistency. But like Neil was saying, if he can get, you know, a few games behind his belt, he can really start performing. He could be like a new signing for us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if there's something we need, it is that creative midfielder. Like what we had missing when Coutinho left. Someone who can unlock the defence because sometimes Firmino can get missing in games at times. He has been like that this season. But And Salo Mane as well. Teams really sit deep behind us now. So it can be tough to break them down. It's hard for the attackers to get in between the lines. So just having that, having that strong, creative midfield player could be could be vital for us. But sorry, but in Neil, what were you saying before? I mean, like nonetheless, man, he he's our number eight right now. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you know what that number means to us right now. That's Stevie G's <laughs> yeah. number. Legacy. Legacy. For him to actually take that number when he first came in. 
he has to live up to it. Otherwise, it'll affect him for the rest of his career, even when he's going to look for a transfer away or whatever. But don't forget, he's, he's not exactly old. He's still a young lad. Yeah, he? and... So he's still got room to improve. Yeah, his injuries has affected his start, but now he's fully fit, raring to go. So hopefully now we see a new CVG. <laughs> if we, uh, if we're talking about carrying on Stevie G's legacy, I think you know he might not be number eight, but I think we need to talk about Jordan Henderson and how yeah, you know he underrated. Had, un- underrated he had a rough, rough start to his career at Liverpool. Twenty million, which seemed like a lot at the time, and seemed like a lot. It was a lot till, at the time, yeah. Till yeah. just a few years ago, and he started to really step up. Yeah, and uh, now he's. Going to be a Premier League winner, something that Gerard couldn't do. Yeah, so and he's he, yeah he's evolved so much under Jurgen Klopp, I think. Because without when we play without him, we're a different team. We all I think we, we need him in big games. We're not the same without him. The stats show that as well. Our percentage of wins with and without him is just completely different. I mean, yeah, we do whether or not everyone still appreciates him. I think more people do now, but we do need him for wins and for good performances. He's solid. He's disciplined. His leadership, yeah, his leadership. Good I leader. Think. A huge character, isn't he? Yeah, because I don't think he's the best technically, but his leadership gets gets us where we are now. I think he's improving though. Yeah, he's improved his game so much. His passing has just been so good, and since Fabinho's come in as well, instead of he was before playing in that deeper role, but now he's got you know a bit more license to roam down the right with Sterling, mm-hmm. and you know he's played some outstanding balls. The one that comes to mind is that cross to Mane against City. That back post header was just was just brilliant and it just shows like how much his game is improving and yeah he deserves it out of anyone you know can't wait to see that little uh study he does before he lifts the premier league trophy it's just yes. <laughs> sir come on he's gonna get be used to that definitely yeah so uh i think sammy meant uh not sterling but uh trent or maybe even salah on the right but we, i think i do know what he means yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we, you know it's been a good first episode. Obviously, we're new to the podcast game, so if you've got any tips or kind of criticisms, you know, we'd be happy to hear it and take it on board. But I think wrapping up this episode, we'll uh, we'll put in some predictions for the game against Everton, and we'll have a look next week and see if we were right. So, Stephen. Uh, so I think it's going to be I'll say a two 0 victory for us. Uh, scorers will be Mane and Salah. Good, nil. I'm going to go for like a solid like 6-2. I reckon Trent and Robertson, <laughs> they're going to run right. They're going to run right. They're going to whip so many balls in. Everton defence is going to be quaking in their boots. Fair play, Sammy. I'm going to go uh, sensible and say 2-0 here. I think uh, Mane's looks quite good against Blackburn and uh, I'm going for a brace for Mane. Uh, and I think I'm going to say 3 0 to Liverpool, and Origi's going to get on the score sheet. I don't know oh, who else is. I hope so. Of course, Origi's cool for this game. And yes. I think it's his. He's been waiting all year again. for this game. Exactly. <laughs> we bought him for this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's been a good first pod, guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Let us know again. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Ciao. All right.